Hi everyone, and welcome back to Cold Girls. I'm returning from a brief hiatus, which is something I normally do around the fall time with this show, but I'm glad to be back and I'm glad you're tuned in. Before I begin this week, I want to briefly address some comments that I've been getting in the reviews about my use of Reddit in gathering information about the cases I cover. I normally use Reddit to supplement the sources that I use throughout the entire episode for my cases, especially during the theories section. Reddit is a public forum, which is a place of speculation, and theories are also just that, speculation. So for those concerned about me citing Reddit as a main source, have no fear, that is not the case. I simply just use Reddit as a supplement to the sources that I already have for the bulk of the episode. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into this week's case, the disappearance of Courtney Stauffer. In 2012, 21-year-old Courtney Stauffer was living in Palmyra, Pennsylvania. Courtney was described by friends and family as being a free spirit and having many aspirations in life. Like most people at 21, she was trying to figure out her path in life and where she wanted to end up in terms of her career. She was also balancing two part-time jobs, one at a salon and another at a dog groomer's. Both were two fields she was considering pursuing, one in beauty and the other with animals. Courtney also loved to sing, and according to the website bringcourtneyhome.com, She had participated in musicals as a kid. She also loved traveling and had driven twice to Massachusetts to attend a hippie festival called Wormtown. She was also very close with her family and was described as never missing a family meal and going home at least once or twice a month so she could have dinner with her family. Courtney's story goes like this. It was Saturday, July 28th, 2012. Courtney had the night off and went out with friends and later returned to her apartment. The night began at some bars in downtown Harrisburg. According to online sources, Courtney got into her first verbal altercation of the evening at one of these bars. Her and her friends then left and returned to Courtney's apartment. At about 3.30 a.m. on the 29th, a call came through to police officers from Courtney's apartment due to a fight with one of her neighbors. Another hour later, at 4.30, police received yet another call about a noise disturbance. I should note that police showed up at the apartment both times. The final time, at 4.30, police did not enter Courtney's apartment, because apparently there was no noise when they got there. So we do not have any confirmed sightings of Courtney following the second call. So to sum up, there were two phone calls made that evening, one regarding an altercation and another a noise complaint. Courtney had a boyfriend at the time who was living with her and he was under house arrest and not supposed to be drinking, but he was, and the neighbors tried to have him arrested. This was the basis of the first phone call. According to an online article, her boyfriend then spent a week in jail following this. 
From what I could find online, the neighbor whom she had the fight with was named Todd, and I am withholding his last name to protect his privacy. Two other neighbors reportedly saw Courtney swing at Todd during a fight. Courtney was reportedly mad at her neighbors for having called the police on her boyfriend for drinking because she was worried that this probation violation would extend her boyfriend's sentence longer than it needed to be. In the second phone call, neighbors reported hearing noise and banging from Courtney's apartment, which was why they called for a noise disturbance. Courtney had a male friend staying over at her apartment that night, and he describes their relationship like brother and sister. When he awoke the next morning at 7.15, according to some sources and 7.30 according to others, he couldn't find Courtney anywhere. He left for a convenience store, where security cameras caught him texting Courtney, and then he returned to her apartment and left for work. He has not been considered a suspect, at least reported online. That next day, Sunday, Courtney was supposed to go to a fair with her brother and grandfather, and her mother learned later that evening that Courtney hadn't shown up to the fair. She was concerned and went by Monday to check her apartment. When she arrived, Courtney's mother reported that all of Courtney's stuff was left behind, clothes, shoes, her purse, and her phone. The front door was unlocked, the TV was on, and her dog came to the door. Courtney's mother then called the police to report Courtney missing. Today, Courtney would have been 28. She has tattoos that may make her easily identifiable. She has a tattoo on her right arm, that says one love, with the O of one as a peace sign and the O of love as a heart. On her left side, she has a pistol shooting flowers and on her foot, she has three stars. Police have stated that they are considering foul play because it has been such a long time that Courtney has been gone. It is also reported in articles that I found online that they do have persons of interest, but they are not disclosing them to the public because of how new the case is. There were some sightings reported of Courtney following her disappearance, but they are unconfirmed. One includes someone seeing Courtney alive in a cage, and another said that they saw her walking along the river. Her father believes that Courtney disappeared, quote, amid volatile circumstances, end quote. This is from an article I found on penlive.com. Her father states this because he said around the time Courtney disappeared, she had some new friends that she was hanging out with who were involved in drugs and they were becoming pretty influential in her life. As I had mentioned previously, there have been no reportings of suspects listed in this case because the case is so new and it is still ongoing. So I am going to get into theories about what happened to Courtney, and it will also touch upon some theories of suspects as well. The first theory is what seems the most obvious considering the events of that night, and that is that Courtney's neighbor did something to her. Based on the night's altercation and the fact that they got physical, 
It does seem like a plausible option. Courtney was obviously angry at the neighbor for reporting her boyfriend to police. Perhaps Courtney had gone back after the guy who was staying at her apartment went to sleep, and maybe another altercation took place. There are a couple reasons why I think that this could be believable. First is that when Courtney's mom went to go check the apartment, everything was still there, which makes it look like Courtney stepped out with the intention to return, and her door was left unlocked. Maybe she went to the neighbor's place with the intention of continuing the argument, but also with the intention to return, not thinking that it would take long. To my knowledge, we don't know anything about the neighbor or his background, or whether or not him and Courtney had had fights before, or if he is a violent person. However, I don't think this theory checks out, because that second call about the noise disturbance was coming from Courtney's apartment, so I believe that she may have been back there. The second theory, which is also very plausible, and is also one that I do consider, is that the guy who was staying over at Courtney's apartment that evening is responsible. He was the last person to see her alive, and he texted her the next morning to ask where she was. We have seen this behavior before in cases when the perpetrator will send messages to the victim or call their phone to ask where they are in order to cover their trail and make it look like they don't know where they are. To me, I find it odd that he did not wake up when Courtney left the apartment or if she was abducted from the apartment. Unless he was a heavy sleeper or under the influence, I feel like he would have heard something. Maybe it's just me, but also the text he sent seems fishy. Why would he be concerned that early in the morning as to where she went? I'm not saying that it's not a good thing to be concerned, but under normal circumstances, if you wake up and your friend or roommate is gone and you know that they have a job, wouldn't the first instinct be to suspect that they went to work? And wouldn't you then get worried later on in the day if they didn't return? And if you did think something was wrong, why just leave? Why did he not contact someone Courtney knew, like a friend or her family? Another thing that I think makes this theory check out is that the neighbors reported hearing noise coming from Courtney's apartment, which is also why that second call was placed about the noise disturbance. My understanding is that it was just her and that guy who was staying over. Could the noise that they heard been Courtney being attacked? Also, the police did not enter the apartment on the final call because by the time they arrived, everything was quiet. But perhaps this silence was because either Courtney had been attacked or was no longer in the apartment. A third theory has been raised online, and that is that Courtney owed someone money for drugs. Courtney's father had mentioned that her new group of friends were involved in the drug scene. Perhaps Courtney's disappearance is unrelated to the fight with the neighbor or the guy staying over. Perhaps she had left to go meet someone with the intention of returning, but the meeting went south. I personally don't think this is the case, as sometimes when drugs are present in a story, it does tend to skew the theories of a case in one direction. And in Courtney's disappearance, I don't think that is a likely direction. Also, if Courtney was going to meet someone, either to pay them or get drugs, she wouldn't leave behind her purse, which likely has her wallet in it or her phone. Another theory is kidnapping by an outside source. 
possibly somebody who she did owe money to, but again, she had a guest staying over, and this surely would have woken him up, unless she went to meet someone willingly, and it turned into an abduction. I had mentioned earlier that Courtney was seen having two separate verbal altercations that evening, one at the bar and one back at her apartment. It is also a possibility that someone had followed her home that evening who she had gotten into a fight with, someone outside of the individuals in the apartment that night. However, this theory is difficult to explain because A, how would they know what apartment she lived in, and B, how would they have lured her out of her apartment without a phone number or anything? A final theory is that Courtney may have been intoxicated or on drugs and wandered off and ended up dying somewhere. This would explain why everything was left behind. But in all of these theories, if Courtney had left the apartment or if someone had carried her out, we can't know for sure because there is no reports of CCTV footage. And if any of these situations were the case, Courtney leaving because she was intoxicated, Courtney leaving to go meet someone, or Courtney being harmed in the apartment and then carried out by the guy who was staying there, we would have seen it on camera, unless there was a back exit to which there were no cameras present. But because there has been no CCTV footage reported, none of these theories can be strongly substantiated. It would be helpful if we did have access to the footage or if there were reports of the footage, because then we would be able to see who was coming and going, and even if they were carrying anything suspicious, like a body. CCTV footage aside, another possible theory is that maybe Courtney OD'd, and her friends got nervous and tried to hide the body. This would explain why all of her belongings were left behind, and possibly explaining the noise coming from the apartment. I lean towards the guest who was staying over at Courtney's apartment that night as being a suspect. However, I'm not sure in this case. Somehow, I do feel like whoever was involved knew Courtney or was within the friend circle. I think pinning it solely on the neighbor is just not enough as killing someone in a brief argument is possible, but not very likely. I think it is someone who Courtney knew and someone within the circle of friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cold Girls. If you want to email us with any questions or comments or to submit a case to be covered, you can email us at coldgirlspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and talk to us there at coldgirlspod. Don't forget to leave a rating and review if you are enjoying the show and thanks for tuning in.